Hey everybody, welcome back to TechEase, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. I'm Shane, and joining me is Matt Hugh. Hey! Hey! <laughs> hey, how are you, sir? Uh, doing really well. Good. That's hey, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Tony is not actually here. He has... Tony has the evening off tonight. Uh, he's on assignment. Breaking news in the field. <laughs> That's right. Uh, unfortunately, but uh, we, we, we kind of figured we, we haven't done any without him, and uh, we haven't uh, actually done one in a couple weeks here, so it's probably more important just to actually get an episode out. Uh, so We've got a lot know. of good stuff to talk about, too, so that helps. Yes, indeed. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you drink in there? Um, I am tapping the Rockies tonight. I've got a Coors Light here. Ooh, an ice cold Coors Light. It is ice cold. I actually pulled it from the freezer, so it's it's ice cold. Silver <laughs> it's, bullet. A stupid train didn't come and deliver it, though. I had to go oh. and walk and get it. I was pretty upset about that. What a ripoff! That's terrible. So what are you drinking tonight? I've got a Capital Brewery Oktoberfest Marzen style lager. Ooh, it's good. Is it pronounced Marzen, Merzen, something like that? Some German thing. Uh, yeah, tastes uh, pretty tasty, I will have to say. It says the mother of all seasonal beers. Oh. <laughs> you will have to drink its children sooner or later. <laughs> uh, I suppose I'll have to do that, yes. Okie doke. Well, without further ado... <laughs> News. All right, I'm going to start right off here, unless uh, unless you want to go first, Matt. Nope, go right ahead. <laughs> okay, dailymail.co.uk, uh, which is a website I hadn't really heard of. I don't know how reputable this uh, site actually is, but uh, at any rate, the smart <laughs> like home. The number one news, news site in uh Yeah, in exactly. <laughs> Could be. I uh, apologize if that's the case. At any rate, uh, the smart home. High-tech bulbs, which turn themselves off, <laughs> which sounds, the, t- <laughs> the, the article title kind of sounds lame, actually, but I think it was a previous episode we had uh, talked about Wemo uh, switches at one point or another. Uh, this is along those lines, and it, uh, it, so it, it specifically refers to the Hue lighting system that Philips puts out. Um, which has actually been around for quite a while. I'm sure anybody that's gone into an Apple store has actually seen this. It's got, uh, you know, it's the black box with the uh, multicolored light on the front of it. Um, At any rate, what they're doing now is um, they're developing, or it's it's already developed an app uh, programmable that allows you to uh, program these lights to do multiple things during multiple times of the day, you know, has motion sensing capability involved um but really the main point of this article was to say you know if your kids are uh not turning the lights off when they should be or they're not going to sleep when they should be um you you can actually program this thing to go off at certain times of the day you know when it's bedtime or and or just so that they're not leaving the lights on when they should be um (laughs) <laughs> one of the things it talks about is and that as we mentioned this is a british or english article and they say that uh you know burning an led bulb for some reason they say a fortnight <laughs> which i think two you weeks? said that's two weeks apparently uh costs less than 20 pence the lowercase p i guess that's what that is uh, which did you do the math on that one matt what that actually I comes think it's out like to? 30 35 cents okay gotcha so that's yeah. I think they're just saying it's pretty cheap. Sure, yeah, but so it's hard, and you know the author was saying um, that that's it's hard to try to convince your kids of that when <laughs> when LED bulbs are actually as cheap as they are now to run. But um, the kids these days they don't know the vo- the value of the pence. 
exactly. Um, so, so it's uh, this programmable Philips specifically is doing this programmable app or apps plural. It looks like uh, do these uh, robot-like functions uh, in your home. Uh, as I mentioned, it does uh, motion sensing, has motion sensing capability. But then also, in addition to that, uh, you can do these, uh, wh- when certain events actually happen, you can program it to um, them to turn on and off. Um, for instance, it refers to uh, events that take place on your TV. You can apparently use it with that, and which is kind of a crazy concept. You know, they mentioned if, if you know, you're watching a sports, your favorite local sports team, and... Uh, they score or something, then apparently you can get these lights to actually uh, go <laughs> off from that, which is kind of interesting. I think they had uh, actual TVs with mood lighting, but it didn't do anything, you know, tied to events. It was more of just it would analyze the uh, kind of the mood of the screen at that moment and put a, a light in the background to be similar to that. So it didn't really key to any moments. I think this was talking about, um, you know, events in a movie where you know someone gets stabbed and then a bunch of red goes on the wall. Um, they don't do anything. It didn't do anything like that. It was just kind of cut and dry. Here's what the screen looks like. We're going to do some mood line to, to kind of match that. Interesting. Um, yeah. So Philips, who uh, develops this, uh, they apparently they believe by 2020 most homes are going to have these light tracks. Which first I was like, what are they talking about light tracks? But yeah, it, it's kind of so you've got sound tracks. You've got uh, I guess this is right along those lines, or it would just be. Just another. Uh, <laughs> I just I took that as like track lighting, you know. Like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how I initially took that, but I'm sure that's makes so much more sense with light tracks. Yes. and movies. that's the whole tie into movies. Okay. Yeah. So then they go on to say uh, this Zigbee um, is is uh, it's apparently they they say it's like Wi-Fi for your gadgets, um, which is kind of confusing at first, but I think it's just. Did we talk? We talked about something like this at one point, where it was like a base station for all your uh, wireless gadgets. I don't know if I can't remember if that's exactly what this one was specifically, um, but yeah, it's essentially you can do what they call recipes, um, where you can do you know uh, conditional type statements. Is then if then why put is this then that. If this, then that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought they did. Is this, then that? And that was to avoid some kind of copyright infringement or something. Oh. <laughs> no, that's happening? just, it yeah. wasn't actually. Um, that's just a typo. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's just a typo on my part. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, not, they don't actually call it that. That's just what they were uh, referring to it as. Um, and then, uh, again, they, they, they do refer to the Wemo on there because apparently the uh, Belkin, Belkin makes the Wemo and that they can, uh, that it works with the, the Hue also. So that's, uh, that's about all that is. Nothing too special. I just want to point, when I, was a, when I was a kid, I wasn't scared of monsters at all, but I was deathly afraid of aliens for some reason. And just having this where the lights just automatically turn off and you can't turn them back on maybe. It yeah. sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that and something, I suppose, because they got these multicolored lighting also, it would seem like something out of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Or, <laughs> Yeah. All right, well, Matt, uh, yeah, you want to go, uh, go ahead and talk about your article then? All right, yeah, I've got a quick one here. It's from The Verge. Uh, Windows 9 will kill Microsoft's awkward charms menu and introduce virtual desktops. Um. I haven't played a ton around with a Win- Win- Windows 8, but um, you know the Charms menu that totally threw me off when I was on it. Uh, you know, for the the first time, um, the thing I do like about the Charms Win- menu is the uh, you know kind of a unified place to look for settings in in all your apps. So I thought that was kind of a step in the right direction. Um, but yeah, getting uh, getting rid of that and then introducing virtual desktops there definitely going for a whole new kind of uh, you know desktop feel for for Windows 9. Um, you know, I think that's probably the right direction to go to. Uh, you know, Windows, I, I mean, they were killing the desktop market for the longest time, and then um, I think they got away from that with Windows 8. Maybe they just realized, hey, we need to get back to our bread and butter. Um, or maybe just they always make a, a terrible operating system after a really good one for whatever reason. Um, and this is maybe pointing out that Windows 9 might be actually a, 
uh, a pretty uh, pretty good operating system there. Um, and also the uh, a separate article from The Verge was pointing that uh, there's probably going to be a Windows 9 preview expected in September, so we can kind of wow. hear all about this. Um, so I'm actually pretty pumped to, to watch that, uh, um, you know, whatever conference they've got going on. I'm hoping they'll have some kind of live stream like Apple does. So uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what the next uh, version of Windows in that is that isn't terrible. <laughs> no offense or anything, of course. Uh, no, that's cool. Um, so the charms menu, what? Uh, I don't even know if I know what exactly that is in in uh, so Windows 8 though. It's uh, on tablets. It makes a lot of sense. It's I don't I don't actually don't know how you bring it up on tablets, but uh, you I think you swipe from the light right side uh, in, and it brings right. up this small menu that has uh, you know, sharing uh, the start menu. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what I figured. Um, yeah. And the the thing that I really hated was uh, on the desktop, I think you had to summon it via the the hot corners where you just move your mouse to a corner and let it sit there. I'm sure they had a keyboard shortcut, but uh, I hate that hot corner stuff. That drives me insane. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, cool, cool stuff. All right. Well, all right then. Tony didn't give us an article. XP. Boost. Yes, Tony didn't give an article. Um, <laughs> but uh, I also didn't... I, did I mention... I don't think I mentioned this. is episode 10, right? Did I not mention that? Uh, double digits now. Good times. Big double digits. So anyway, yeah. So the XP boost section. Uh, so we had a listener... Uh, right to us, and it was, let's see, why did I put this in the wrong section on here? At any rate, it was uh, <laughs> Ed T. wrote to us, and he said, would you guys be willing to give me some friendly advice in a search for a new laptop? Yes, yes, we, we would. We refer to him as Mr. T throughout the rest of the yeah. episode. So, Mr. T, we would <laughs> like to do that for you. Um I'd like to thank Matt here. Matt Matt does a lot of research uh, for the show, and I, I very much appreciate that. <laughs> so he did, I'm gonna not going to lie, he did most of the work here, but I do have some opinions I'd like to share also. So, uh, Matt, you want to take it away right off the bat? Yeah, this was uh, it's, it's a lot of fun putting together for, for a lot of the sections. One of the sections was pretty tough, but uh, it's kind of like window shopping, so it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I haven't really looked at laptops too much recently um but uh yeah definitely have some strong opinions there and can throw out some recommendations uh, we tried to unfortunately you, you could break laptops onto a million different categories so we had to uh, kind of narrow that down we just have a, a low mid and high budget uh, uh kind of saying the low budget's probably for home mid is probably for some kind of business uh, application and then high budget is probably mostly for gaming uh so you'd want all your your hardware um so it's pretty tough to come i'm sure most people fit Maybe somewhere one of those categories, but definitely outside of it. So we kind of had to pick and choose. And uh, this is kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of what the, the state of laptops are right now. Um, I just had some random thoughts on, uh, you know, kind of my priority for laptops. Uh, uh, definitely number one for most people is probably the price. Um, you know, that kind of factors in, I don't know, without, I don't, I'm not even, <laughs> I don't even know how to say anything about that. It's just, just number one there. Uh, <laughs> Number two, uh, and this kind of two and three are pretty pretty similar. The the input uh, devices, uh, so the keyboard and trackpad, that's definitely personal preference, and I think that is huge for laptops. Uh, you know, if you're going to have a laptop and you're going to use it, you know, travel once in a while, and you're, it's most of the time it's going to be sitting as a desktop, you might get away with just having external keyboards and, and and a mouse. So that may not be as big of a factor, but if you're using that keyboard and mouse uh, uh, or the the trackpad, uh, that is a huge deal to just get one that feels right for you. Um, Third, uh, third point there was uh, the screen, uh, something that looks nice. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the lower-end models have some uh, pretty low-resolution screens. It's hard to get around uh, that, but uh, it does, you know, that's the thing you're going to be staring at most of the time. It makes uh, a lot of sense. And then actually put four would be kind of the guts of the machine. Um, you know, you definitely want to have something snappy and speedy and, you know, um, all that good stuff. But, um, you know, I kind of think that the screen and the, the input devices might be, um, you know, they're they're definitely probably way less into the cost. So finding ones that are, are you know, fit right for your screen and your button trackpad, um, 
that's probably not going to affect the cost as much as the guts. So it's kind of find the input devices in the screen you like, and then try and match the guts up to it. That uh, that's going to meet your uh, your needs. Any thoughts, <laughs> Shane? Awesome. Is that what order you would put things into? Um, yeah, I guess I. Well, see, that's interesting. I, the guts are a little more important to me, I think. Um, and actually, that's that's one of the things. Whenever people um, ask me about laptops. Uh, I feel like the the video card specifically is the thing that really affects your number one altogether. So it's kind of one of those things. Well, do you need do you need to be able to game on the thing or not? And if you do, suddenly your you know your most important category there, which I would tend to agree with, is price. Um, it's just that you know a different uh, video card or not video card, but you you know what I'm saying. Uh, a better yeah, video, a video card. Yeah. Uh, the better you you want you really anything that's going to be halfway decent for games is going to greatly uh, increase the price. So well, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, so having a video card, <laughs> just that one question alone, if you say yes, chances are anything reasonably priced is going to be ridiculously bulky and heavy. So that would be a huge trade off you'd have to make for that video card and you know price as well. Um, if you're so, if you, don't need a discrete video card then you can probably get get by with maybe an ultrabook or something smaller right. so that's literally the first thing i ask people so it's it's almost kind of my number one it's not all of the guts of the of the laptop but uh video specifically is uh probably it's, it's kind of my number one i guess i would say yeah that seems like the number one question you want to ask someone maybe hey what's your price range you want a dedicated video card or not yeah, that seems like a really good way to it, kind of narrow it down. Yeah, options. it's really a matter of how important uh, it is to someone. I, I guess it's all it's all matter of opinion <laughs> in this case. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, yeah, let's uh, continue on. So, oh, the next section. Uh, we're probably not going to talk about Chromebooks that much or uh, Linux machines. Um, there's, there's, I think if you go want to go down the Linux route, uh, there's you know some Ubuntu machines out there, but uh, it's definitely going to limit your options. And I don't, you know, it's probably gonna limit to the point where you're probably better off just getting the laptop you want and then wiping it and throwing uh, Linux on it. Definitely want to do some homework to make sure Linux is gonna be supported on that machine. And then also Chromebooks, to me, they're kind of like a toss-up with a uh, with a tablet. You know, if, if you need the keyboard and you want something like that, then maybe go for a Chromebook. But if you just want something to sit on the you know the couch with, you're probably better off with a tablet. I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on Chromebooks right now. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of kind of going to skip over those, I guess. Yeah, I I would agree. They're not. I mean, Chromebooks are. They seem they seem like they might be okay. Um, I don't know if I would actually consider getting one or not. Um, it's really because it's not. Is it still internet dependent, or can you do you not need? They have offline mode now. They're still working on that. I think we uh, talked about it actually, didn't we? You know, I don't. I haven't used one in a while. All I yeah. know is they just have a ridiculously tiny hard drive. Um, right. So if you were going to do stuff on offline, and I guess I'd, I'm curious what you would want to do on there offline. You don't really have much space to do much with. Um, maybe offline. I'm just thinking. You know, Google Docs is kind of their big thing for productivity stuff you do offline, and I'm not sure if those are that works offline or not yet. Right. I don't, yeah, it's a tough call. Yeah, I mean, you can play around with it and go to your local Best Buy or what have you and give it a uh, test run if it's something you're actually considering. Um, Everything in tinfoil to try and uh, block out that Wi-Fi. Yeah, and and that's another thing. (laughs) It's right along the lines of, well, again, that first question of mine, which is, do you need a game or not? Because, I mean, pretty much just going to be playing Angry Birds on that thing, I think, right? (laughs) Is that about all they have for... (laughs) Well, if it doesn't Chrome do anything offline either, things. then you can't yeah. take it on a plane, really. So that's yeah, that's a good point. Yep. The, the, the internet there, but then I'm assuming, I don't know, you're probably not gonna want to pay for it if you're if you're looking at a Chromebook. That's very true. I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's go into the uh, the the real meat of this. Uh, the next section is uh, so we split it out Apple and Windows. Apple's gonna be we're gonna do that first, just because I think it's gonna be a lot simpler. Um, my recommendation for Apple is the 13-inch uh, Retina MacBook Pro, uh, 1300 bucks, um, but it is a really uh, nice machine. I think they're all standard with 8 gigabytes of RAM right now. 
um, kind of the baseline model there, I think is is perfect for, you know, a, a lot of things you would want to do. Um, Shane, <laughs> for the low, <laughs> for the uh, the low budget, you, you're referring. This to is just the, Apple and the general. Apple. That's I, right. I, you know, I went into this kind of thinking that uh, the MacBook Airs were going to be, you know, with the quote unquote Apple tax, were going to be not really worth it for the kind of the the screen resolution and things like that. Um, but after doing a lot of the research today, um, it's not actually not too bad uh, price wise, and um, it's a pretty uh, pretty solid machine for the for the price. So I mean, the yeah. Air is not too bad. Uh, the only thing to worry about there is they might be coming out with that 12 inch one in uh, a couple of months. Um, but the Air is actually, yeah. You know, yesterday I wouldn't have recommended it, but after doing the research today, I, I think it's actually pretty. I would reasonable. say I, I was I was just about to say the Air. Um, just to throw another, yeah, another thought out there. Even though I guess you just did, uh, I'll I'll say the air, uh, yeah, as a possible recommendation there. Um, and then later, well, I, I was gonna say later. We'll we'll get to the uh, some of the other Mac uh, laptops also, but uh, yeah, obviously when it comes to laptops, there's not a whole lot of options for Apple, unfortunately. Other than, you know, I guess if you want to say the iPad, which isn't. I think it's kind of a good thing. It's just, it's pretty easy to research. <laughs> yeah. Say. Yeah, very true. All right. Well, I suppose that's it for Apple. <laughs> <laughs> it's on to uh, Windows. Yeah. Um, first first category, I guess we'll go right into the, uh, the low budget one, which uh, technically I came up with a definition of under $1,000. Uh, this one's quite a bit. Uh, and a fair fair number under that um this is kind of a my pick right here is kind of the i think it's kind of the bottom of where you would want to be anything lower than that you're probably going to want to maybe look at a, a tablet because the things you're going to be able to do with a laptop below you know I've, i picked one up that's 709 dollars there's a couple upgrades i'm going to recommend um anything below that i think you might want to look at a tablet because just the machine's going to be so underpowered that you know, in a year or so, you're going to be wishing you had something, um, you know, even just doing email and, and stuff like that. It's going to be a little bit underpowered. So uh, the one I picked was a, it's a Lenovo ThinkPad E440. Um, base price is 580 but that comes with a really crummy display of uh, 13, uh, what is it, 1377 by 768 um, I would definitely recommend a $50 upgrade to get to 1600 by 900 That's probably as low as you'd want to go resolution wise and then also an upgrade for eighty dollars for to get from four to eight gigs of ram which brings the total to uh 709 uh, it's got an i3 processor 14 inch uh, uh, display um with the upgrade we'll go to eight gigs of ram and it's got a 500 gigabyte hard drive um i think this thing i'm, I'm actually before i was uh you know working on apple kind of a think uh, thinkpad fanboy i was using those for about uh seven or eight years there so i'm kind of uh a fanboy there, so my recommendation is probably not a surprise here. Um, but this is the machine where, if I was going on the low end and I pick something up, I know a couple of years down the road or a year down the road, I'd still be pretty happy with it. Um, I really like the the ThinkPad keyboards, um, so I'm not really excited about this laptop. I wouldn't be excited about buying it, but if I needed to buy a laptop and I need something cheap, um, I think I would be pretty happy with this one, and I, I think it would get everything done. I, I'd, I'd probably need to do for my for my home usage. Um, work it, it might be a little bit underpowered but uh anything i'd want to do at home i, I think i'd be happy with this yeah i hear a lot of good things about thinkpads um me personally for when it comes to uh cheap laptops um i actually tend to tell people uh, go to your go to your local walmart and uh pick up the cheapest thing that they have <laughs> if it's really i mean honestly um because most laptops are pretty capable they're not while a ThinkPad may be a great, you know, reliable piece of hardware, um, if you don't need to do anything too sophisticated, um, Acer is a great brand out there for um, pretty decent quality. My understanding is they have pretty pretty decent quality laptops, and price-wise, they tend to be pretty, I don't want to say pretty down there, but yeah, price is not uh, not really... As much of an issue with Acer or yeah, or one for half the price of the one I quoted, right? Probably around. Yeah, three. I mean three, maybe three hundred, something like that. Um, another brand out there, which um, I don't know if we wanted to talk about here, or if this fits more in the mid budget. Uh, but Asus is is another <laughs> uh, 
fairly inexpensive uh, manufacturer out there. So just uh, keep those. They've got some pretty good looking laptops too, from what I recall. Uh, if that, if you care about that at all, I, I mean, I, I definitely like something that looks kind of decent. I think. Yeah. Was... Yeah, absolutely. So that's just, I guess that's my two cents. I don't have any specific <laughs> models here or anything, but, uh, you know, so I'd probably trust Matt's word here a little more since he's got the <laughs> more sophisticated uh, information, but... Uh, <laughs> doesn't mean more complicated. doesn't always mean better. That just... Yeah, you know, it, it, mostly, <laughs> I'll give you that because someone could be listening to this, you know, a couple months down the road. Maybe they don't even have that particular model or something, and which in that case, my... You know, I'd still say go, go get the cheapest one from Walmart. <laughs> yours, yours works regardless of time. Yeah, someone, we don't want someone two years later listening to this and be like, "Oh, that thing's dirt cheap now. I'm going to pick it up." And right. now you've kind of lost two years of the probably the, the time when it's the most productive. Yeah, exactly. I just cringe because uh, I kept telling my parents for years, "Go buy an iPad and use that. It has everything you want. You just want to check email and and you know browse the internet." And my dad kept going to Walmart and buying the cheapest thing he could find. And <laughs> I just hated that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm a pretty big Apple fanboy too. So uh, didn't wasn't always, but um, and I'll get to that later. But uh, I would have been happy if he had bought an Android tablet. Just something that is, I don't know. <laughs> yep. All right, well, the mid-budget then. Uh, mid-budget, uh, technically quote-unquote business uh i think i pressed the range from uh, 1k to one and a half thousand um my first pick is uh lenovo <laughs> no surprise here a yoga pro <laughs> 2 um actually i think the one of the big selling points was i think it's on sale right now it's got some kind of a back to school sale i don't think you have to be a, a student or a teacher to get the the sale price but it was a thousand bucks for this thing um it's got a fourth-generation Intel Core i5, uh, 3200 by 1800 uh, resolution display, 8 gigs of RAM, and a 256-gigabyte solid-state drive. Um, the thing is really sweet for you know that that price point. Um, I think yeah, originally it's a uh, 1399, so they, they knocked 400 bucks off of it. Um, it has this weird thing where it uh, kind of folds all the way backwards. Well, you know, like if you're gonna oh, yeah. break someone's back, you kind of fold, fold them backwards, but and then it turns into supposedly a tablet mode. Um, I don't know how much value you'd place in that. I was thinking it's got the, the tent mode where you fold it almost all the way and set it up. You get kind of get the keyboard out of the way. That might be nice for for using it with external stuff, but I don't know. That that that's, that, that stuff feels like extra to me, but the, it, it is a really nice laptop. See, that's interesting because I remember way back when when they first came out with the tablet PCs before the iPad was even a thing. And I think I believe it was Toshiba that had one that was uh, like that. It was a convertible. They called it convertible style tablet PC. I remember thinking, I love this idea. I want one of these, <laughs> you know, because I like the idea of being able to draw on the thing and um, also use it as a regular laptop. So, but now it's nowadays. It's I for whatever reason it, the appeal is kind of lost on me. I'm not that type of thing. Isn't uh, something I'm super into for whatever reason yeah i it feels kind of gimmicky to me but uh the rest of the hardware is just really nice so it's you know it's just it's pretty much just the hinge on the laptop that they've uh you know manufactured so that it can swing you know all all the way around so i don't know maybe i'm downplaying it maybe there's a lot more technology in this (laughs) but um I don't, yeah, everything else the, the the specs on it are really nice. Uh, the uh, the keyboard layout looks nice. You know, I'm a, a Lenovo keyboard, a big fan of that. Uh, it, it's not the uh, the ThinkPad keyboard, but uh, it does look pretty nice. Um, so if you are a fan of the the nub or not, uh, this one doesn't have it. Nub or not? <laughs> Pad nub, yes. Yeah. I'd, that was one of the biggest hurdles switching to Mac. I love that nub. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Were you going to were you going to say it swings both ways? <laughs> it swings both ways. <laughs> All right, well. It's still a little curious to buy a laptop. <laughs> okay, so the uh, the next one the ThinkPad here. Oh, yeah. So this one's I don't know. Uh, I put down here a ThinkPad uh, X1 Carbon a Touch Ultrabook. Uh, this thing just looks really sweet. Um, I think it's really well built. Uh, it did seem a little bit overpriced, though. Um, 
but you know, if, if, if price wasn't an option and I was going to buy a Windows machine, I, I'd probably look into this thing. Uh, it, it does just look nice as a ThinkPad, really thin. Uh, if you're traveling at all, things light. Um, so I'm just throwing it out there. It's, uh, I think, uh, $13.99 originally. Uh, if you do a couple upgrades, I was looking at, I think, just upgrading the RAM to 8 gigs from 4, which I think 4 is a little bit uh, pushing it right now, especially in the future. If you want something to be a little more future-proof, I think you got to go 8 gigs, uh, and that would be... Fifteen twenty nine, so a little more pricey, but uh, definitely a, a really slick looking laptop. Sweet. Oh, and then uh, so actually, I can't say. I I think um, I'm I'm certain that Toshiba um, must make some laptops that fall into this range. Um, back, I I can't say this is the case anymore. It seems like Lenovo really is kind of the uh, top tier. At this point, uh, I should say most highly regarded laptop manufacturer at this point. I want to say Toshiba used to kind of have that uh, title. Do you, Would you say that's the case? Um, you know, I've never used a Toshiba laptop, so I can't really say too much about them. Um, you know, I've seen them around. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they look decent, um, but you know, nothing that really kind of caught my eye. And so, yeah, I'm not sure about them. Um, yeah, I, I I should say I, this was maybe five plus years ago that uh, that was just the word I I had I heard I was just kind of the general understanding was that Toshiba makes a good laptop, so um, let's throw that throw them in there and uh, again Asus um, would also make some laptops in that uh, price range as well. Yeah, actually, I was uh, they were kind of on my. Uh, short list uh asus was the uh, they've got the zen book um and they've got a couple different varieties that um the reason they didn't make the list uh, was just i couldn't find anything that kind of customized what i would recommend um they've got you know they've got they're actually really highly rated um i think they've got a really nice um ultra book it's it's pretty thin pretty light um but i couldn't kind of find any configurations that just seemed right some of them they just seem I don't know, off on uh, on the screen, off on the RAM, just off a little bit where it's just kind of, this is a little bit wonky. It's going to be, you know, one of these parts is going to be outdated a lot sooner than the other ones. Um, mm. So that was my only problem with the ZenBook, but if, if you find a configuration that you would like, I think that's still a really nice laptop. And, and it's in this kind of price range. By the way, I just want to thank the, the YouTube video out there that has the pronunciation, the proper pronunciation of Asus. Because <laughs> I... Yeah, when so when Tony and I went to school, it was uh, we would always say Asus. Uh, a lot of some other people say Asus. Apparently, yes, Asus. I probably still pronounce it a couple of different times, different ways on the show here. Going yeah, both ways here. Fine, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we can go on to the high-end uh, gaming laptops. I budget. This is uh, actually pretty cool section if you want it or not i would go definitely check out it's called the new razor blade uh it uh if you've if you've gone to the apple store and you've seen the like the 15 inch uh macbook pro retina ones it's it's kind of the exact same size of that uh keyboard looks uh you know equally as as nice um and the thing is just uh decked out um so for 2200 bucks you get uh, just a really sweet machine here uh 3200 by 1800 display, uh, 14 inches, uh, Core i7 uh, Intel processor, 8 gigs of RAM, uh, NVIDIA GTX 8700M, uh, 3 gigabytes, uh, and then 128 gigabyte, oh, 128 gigabyte uh, SSD. Wow, rambling off the, all these stats. Um, <laughs> it looks sweet, um, and uh, I don't know, yeah, this would be just a, a dream you know, to play some video games on. Uh, my only concern there would be uh, the heat, but um, I'm assuming they've got it figured out. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, even when I'm not gaming on uh, the MacBook Pro, it, it gets a little bit hot. I can't imagine having a discrete graphics there pumping out all kinds of heat. So that'd be my only concern. But uh, uh, I don't think it's probably too bad. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, you don't nothing like, like a uh, nothing like a MacBook, probably those things get pretty pretty intensely hot well this thing's got i think a lot of the the same kind of stuff under the hood um it's got a beefier graphics card uh i think a little bit better processor i could be wrong um 
you know, in the same, you know, high resolution display, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, I think the thing with the problem with Apple is they try to jam pack, cram every, all of that into the smallest possible space they can. And I think that's usually Apple's problem with heat issues. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I, you know, just judging from the, the picture, it looks kind of like the, the, the MacBook Pro Retina mm. uh, size, but it could be a little bit different. Maybe they've made a little bit more space to get some more airflow in there. Um, who knows? Um, but, it, you know, it definitely did have the really nice look to it. Um, so that thing is, uh, is definitely sweet. To I suppose with a name like Razor Blade, probably would be pretty thin, hey? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Otherwise, yeah, things just uh, like a beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other alternative that I've got for this category is the Alienware 17, as uh, a 17 inch um, laptop. Uh, so things uh, 1400 bucks, but uh, it is a tank. This thing is is huge. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's it's like a portable desktop. I don't know if it really counts as a laptop, but. Uh, and the, the monitor, actually, uh, the, the screen I'm looking at, 1600 by 900 on a 17-inch monitor. That is pretty bad. You'd probably want to upgrade that. Um, Core i5 processor, hmm. 8 gigs of RAM, uh, GeForce GTX 8600M, 2 gigabyte, uh, and a 1 terabyte, 5400 RPM uh, drive. So definitely not as beefy as the last one, um, but a lot, uh, probably more in people's price ranges. Um, but, again, it's a tank. You're going to need a backpack to carry this thing. Wow. What? How? 1600 by 900 for something that has yeah 17 inch uh weird yeah that is pretty bad so okay so you put down the gaming is more than a thousand and then this guy would be almost more than two thousand i don't know oh there was a razor blade i would imagine if you wait did i put more than a thousand oh i should have put more than 1.5 though (laughs) <laughs> other, otherwise it's totally overlapping with the last category oh yeah well this one you have it on is 1400 but uh, maybe, I, I would imagine that price would be above one and a half k if uh if you upgrade that resolution which you probably should because yeah at a, on a 17 inch screen that's yeah not so great the good news is you'd probably get a ridiculous frame rate because there's not much to render there <laughs> yeah yeah that's one quarter of the Amount of pixels is the last one. That's crazy. <laughs> exactly uh, half, wow. both horizontal and vertical. Oh yeah, <laughs> a, and a bigger screen too. Seventeen versus uh. 14. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not a Retina display. <laughs> you can play some Minecraft on that guy. <laughs> I suppose <clears throat> you got pixelation going on there, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my uh, <laughs> my, my favorite uh, high budget windows laptop is a macbook (laughs) i just realized i put in the wrong section but in a way i'm i kind of mean that because i we have a friend that uh used to run well way back when when uh vista was out he he would he talked about how uh he had the best computer out there or the best laptop out there for running windows vista on apparently and that was his macbook at the time (laughs) so you can. There's definitely ways to make it happen. It may not be so legal to get it on there. Well, no, you can no, do. I, I guess. I guess boot camp. Yeah, I guess you can do that legally now. Um, although I thought, didn't they kind of discontinue uh, support? I thought for a while there you couldn't get Windows Seven on it. I think they they might have discontinued support for Windows Seven, so now you can only use Windows Windows Eight on it. Um, oh, I, was it that was, what it was? It was dropping support for an older version of Windows, but okay. it, yeah, boot camp. I'm pretty sure definitely still works. Um, so yeah, the, um, the thing there, though, is the, the only, um, the only MacBook Pro Retina, uh, with an actual discrete graphics card is the ultra high-end version, which is, uh, I think starts at around 2,500. Um, so that's definitely kind of at the top tier. Um, but you know, that thing's really beefy as well. It's, it's probably comparable to the, the new Razer Blade. Um, and you could, you could run uh, Apple on it or dual boot into Windows 8. So yeah, it's definitely, uh. Uh, definitely a sweet machine there too as as well. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, they used to have all of the 15s had uh, the discrete graphics card, um, and then I think I think once the uh, the Intel processors had the uh, uh, I can't even think the Haswell chipset where they totally beefed up the uh, the, the graphics processing on the um, just the uh, the CPU. I think that's when they started moving to using that for the uh, the lower end one because the CPU could handle it decently enough. Um, you know, it's it's not really 
it's not going to give you monster frame rates for gaming, but I think in terms of just the 2D rendering and, uh, you know, the uh, whatever kind of, uh, you know, 3D effects that the, the desktop does where it maybe does some uh, blending of the background and foreground, that kind of stuff, it does pretty, it does quick enough where they don't need the discrete graphics for that. And I don't think Apple's hmm. totally, while they have the, the hardware for the games on that, that top tier uh, laptop, I don't think they're really gaming centric. So. Right. Well, and I was trying to figure out, didn't they originally have a 17-inch um, MacBook Retina? Or is that, isn't that something they stopped doing now? Or Oh, I don't know. Um, I thought it was just the 13 and the 15. Um, but yeah, maybe they had uh, rumors maybe, of the... Or... Unless I'm confusing it with the non-Retina. Maybe they used to do a 17-inch non-Retina. That's possible. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Okay, so... Um, I think then we're going to move on to um, what we personally would buy, where we're going to uh, apparently put our money where our mouth is. <laughs> this is, yeah. This, so this was just throwing out all these recommendations. Uh, the new Razer Blade, that is a sweet piece of uh, hardware, but um, I don't realistically see myself ever having uh, the money to money to buy it or the, the, you know, the will to buy that uh, just for having a dedicated uh gaming laptop so i'd recommend that if you've got the cash and you want to you want to get a, a really nice gaming laptop but um i i personally don't think it's gonna it's gonna fit into my uh, my budget anywhere um so i guess if if i had to buy a laptop right now i would probably go out and buy the uh, 13 inch retina macbook pro um it just came out uh they just refreshed it with a i think a, a newer set of uh, uh processors um you know if I don't have to buy one right now, I'm kind of holding off for that 12-inch MacBook Air. Um, and if that does come out, um, I might really consider trying to, to buy one of those. That's kind of um, interesting that they're only an inch off like that. So, well, supposedly, the so they've got the 11 and the 13-inch uh, MacBook Airs. And they're going to make the, uh, the 12-inch is going to have the same screen size as the 13. Supposedly, they're going to reduce the bezel. So that it's the same screen size as the 13, but then it's closer to the 11 in size. So huh. that's that's what I heard the justification for the 12. Um, Interesting. But I could be wrong. Um, and if I had to buy a Windows machine right now, I probably would pick up the Lenovo ThinkPad E440. That was the uh, um, the low-end one that I, I recommended uh, with $709 with the, uh, the screen and RAM upgrade. Um, just because I think it, it's something that, you know, would get the job done and I would be, you know, I'm not excited about buying one of those, uh, but it is kind of a, I don't know, price-wise, it's, it's kind of a good price for me. So that's what I'd probably go with. Gotcha. And uh, I have kind of a, an all-or-nothing <laughs> approach here. Mind you, this is, uh, again, this is an, an Apple and a Windows machine, but literally, uh, see, so I have a MacBook right now. Um, and if that did happen to die, I would need to get another MacBook because I do all my podcasting on the macbook on the mac specifically so i have to get some kind of mac probably and at least i do do finally have a time machine running that i could whatever mac i might get it would be a pretty quick process to just get that back up and running um but yeah i ideally would like to get the 15 inch uh, retina macbook pro um that's i'm not saying i would be able to afford it today but um Hopefully that's that's ideally what my next machine would be, and I kind of like the idea of the the Mac Pro, but again, we're just talking laptops here. Um, oh, the desktop? Uh, yeah, the Mac Pro. That's pretty sweet. Um, I would consider that potentially. And if I do, I was gonna say I do have a, a Windows desktop as well, um, so I wouldn't be completely out of the water as far as. And I've got you know a, a, an iPad and other devices around that I wouldn't be. There's plenty of uh, of computers that I that I have. Um, it's just that the podcasting specifically would kind of require a Mac. Um, so, but you know, I could get, I could potentially do the uh, the Mac MacBook Air, I suppose. Um, so it's just a matter of where I'm at financially at that point, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's as far as Macs go, uh, or as far as Apple goes. Um, but then again, back to uh, if it's a Windows machine um, and I need a laptop, I'm probably going to go with one of those cheapo ones from Walmart, honestly. <laughs> Acer specifically, I think, is, is about as uh, inexpensive as it comes. Um, but, you know, if... Uh, yeah, I, 
don't know. I don't know for sure. Maybe I would consider something a little more. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I would really have a reason to have a laptop if you know. It's just a simple device like that. As I mentioned, my iPad. I can do most. I can already do most of that functionality on there. So, um, but if I didn't have anything, if I had no laptop at all, and price was a big concern um i would definitely uh consider getting one of those super cheap ones <laughs> even if it takes matt off <laughs> i don't care because i'm not gonna have to do your tech support so oh. it made me mad when my parents did it because i they call me up and ask me uh, questions about that stuff so oh well yeah that's interesting because you know one of the things so i mentioned earlier tony and i went to school uh you know tech went to tech school and one of the things they talked about uh, in our program there was uh, that it was 80% software and 20% hardware, even though the program was had computer hardware in the title. Um, but uh, essentially, that's most of your tech support anyway, is <laughs> the software. And the software is Microsoft's fault. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with the laptop manufacturer, so... Uh, you know what are you gonna <laughs> I do i don't want to tech support a machine where i hit control delete and i have to wait a minute for the thing to pop up and see oh what's actually running here oh well yeah well okay bloatware that's a whole nother story if yeah you, that's that's a huge i feel like that's less of a thing now kind of and you're gonna get that on your hps probably and um i don't think everyone does it is dell still uh <sighs> i actually probably. saw one of the today and it looked pretty decent i don't know yeah, I wouldn't doubt they have a lot of that in there also. But, yeah, that's something to consider, too. Maybe try out the laptops beforehand, see what all they have uh, thrown in there that might uh, bog down the machine. But Anyway, I think, uh, think that should about do it, hey? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Cool. All right, we had a... Uh, we had a listener write to us quite a bit on our Facebook page, and uh, Lauren S. had a lot to say. So I just want to, again, we thanked, uh, thanked him on there. I just want to say again, thank you very much for doing that. I uh, got a lot of your feedback. It was very, very nice of you. And we're just going to read, I'll probably read a few more on another episode, but I just want to start off with one here. Um, this is the last one he wrote. Um, it goes on to say, you don't say why you think you need to to uh, copy the entire path name of a folder. You do it in the very same way you can on Windows. Open up a terminal window or command prompt in Windows and drag the desired folder to the terminal window. The full path name will be placed on the command line where it can be copied for future use or used as part of the shell command. Uh, if you're just curious or you want to move up a level or two, just do what you've done since System 7 in 1992. Do you know what System 7 is? I'm not even... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. that's uh the old mac uh, operating systems i think they started okay. with system one gotcha uh, up to, i think system nine before yeah that would make sense system nine before going to uh ossx he goes on to say hold down the command key and click on the folder icon at the top of your window you'll get a pop-up showing all the folders above the one you're in and if you click on one you'll open that folder well thank you for for all that information i yeah i wasn't even aware of some of that um, but to answer your question, why I need, uh, file paths at work specifically is because they get shared across multiple computers of people I work with. And that can be on windows. That's super easy to just copy from your address bar and just paste to someone else or email to someone just so they can get somewhere to a particular, um, folder on a server. Uh, so your, I mean, honestly, your methods here, uh, I'll, I'll have to give those a shot, but, um, still it doesn't work quite as well on, uh, as it would on a windows machine, I think, where you can literally just copy and paste that. Any thoughts on that, Matt? Um, I think it's really cool. I didn't know, uh, I knew on, uh, on Mac and the terminal, you could drag uh, something to the terminal window and it would copy the path. Um, I didn't know windows did that. I maybe I just never tried it. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed I didn't try that, but uh, um, yeah, that's definitely handy to know um, if you're using terminal or the uh, uh, the command prompt. Um, so that's pretty cool. And I actually read a uh, uh, it was like a 
switching to Mac about a year ago. It was a uh, Mountain Lion OS X whole big book. I think it's called the Missing uh, the Missing Manual. Um, all kinds of cool tricks like that. Uh, you know, right clicking on the top of the, the Finder window to get the kind of the pathless, and that mm -hmm. is. It sounds so simple, but it, it is really handy. So that, yeah. that's pretty common. Well, I do, I do keep the path bar at the bottom of my finder. Um, are you, were you referring to Windows or, or Mac there? Uh, Windows, yeah. If you yeah. Oh, right-click okay. on the uh, oh, yeah, gotcha. title there, it uh, shows the whole path. I, mean, I think that's what he was talking about, right? Yeah, well, he kind of talks about both. Um, Lauren, that that is a guy, or is it? Yeah, yeah, L-O-R-E-N, yeah. I believe that's the male pronunciation or male spelling of Lauren, right? <laughs> uh oh, he's gonna hate us. Yeah. I, Sorry about that. No, it's okay. I'm sure he gets it all the time. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, any other thoughts on that, Matt? <laughs> no, yeah, I just think it's cool that uh, uh, yeah, the Windows prompt or command prompt does that. Didn't know about it, so that uh, definitely a cool tip there. Yeah. No, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Um, we'll get to some of your other questions on a future episode here. Um, if you would like to reach us, you can email us at techiespodcast at gmail.com, on facebook.com slash techiespodcast, and on Twitter at techiespodcast. Well, I think uh, I think we, we think we think we're good here. We do. Do you have any other thoughts, Matt? Anything? Anything at all? No. No. Survived without Tony. Oh, that's right. How do we do it? I don't even know. Don't even know. Maybe I'll next time. Yeah, next time when he Join comes back. Join us next time, uh... where Tony returns. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. It's been it's awesome. Been return of Tony. It's been it's been real. And until next time, take her easy. game.